Welcome to the Caged Vision Show, where each week we talk about one thing, putting your vision to work. So whether you're the CEO of a large company, maybe an executive within a large company, maybe you're a small company, maybe you are an entrepreneur that is just getting started. Each of you has a vision for where you want to go in the future, and we talk about how to get there, how to put that vision to work. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast, where each week we talk about getting that vision out of your head and into an action plan so you can actually get some things done. Right, Lisa? Yes, and it's time. It's like already we're into February. We got to get some things done. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you are, if if it's over the holidays, if it sort of ate you up that you, man, well, I haven't done something about this. New Year's rolled around. You said, oh, okay, now I'm going to do something to, you know, and it's February. Hmm. Let this serve as your encouragement to take our tips from last week, which to get it out of your head. You need to go back and listen to that if you have not listened to that. There were five tips to make sure you get it out of your head and you actually move it past just an idea that floats around. Um, today we're picking up on something. We got seven takeaways to make sure that it turns into something that's realistic. And reality is important. So we're yeah. going to talk about the seven qualities of a realistic vision. Because you can have a vision that is just out there in fantasy land. So if you don't make it realistic, you're going to lose the team's involvement before you ever start. And you're going to lose yourself. That sounds a little weird, but... It's that does sound a the, little the, weird. The, like no, even well, like reading I mean by that, psycho babble stuff. What? What? Probably. Okay. No, what I mean by that is, you're you, you. The idea is so glowing in your head when you first think of it, but if you don't go through the steps we referenced last week, um, and then you don't take it to the steps we're talking about this week, over time it'll just be a thought that never really. And that that light that's glowing will get smaller. And smaller and smaller and then it would be just a yeah i had that idea once and I, w- I was i had the idea of uber before they started i just didn't do anything about it how boring is that you know you can have we've all had million dollar ideas it's mm-hmm. the execution of that idea that makes it real mm, okay so let's jump into it how are we going to make it realistic lisa back well the first thing we're going to do is we're going to make it clear. Mm-hmm. You can't have a four-paragraph essay about what your vision is. You've got to keep it really simple and clear so everyone in the organization understands what you're trying to achieve. So simple. So simple. Wait, what's your example? You have, wait. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. But so, so simple that it seems, well, I think this might just be too obvious. I think this is this is this won't work because it's it's too it's too simple, right? But when you can clearly state it, the complexities behind something that's stated very clearly, trust us, it's going to get complex. But if you start with the complex, you've heard us say it before, it only gets more complex. My story that Lisa referenced is. A guy that I grew up in Baton Rouge, I grew up with in Baton Rouge, he started a company called Raising Canes. They do chicken fingers. That's what they do. That's all they do, right? That's 
all they do. You get a, you get a te- some Texas toast with it. Um, they do some tea, right? But it's it. If you want, ch- his point is, if you want chicken fingers that have never been frozen, it's, we don't, we don't do any of that. If you want it never frozen. And they've got the special batter. If you Are you want, sure they've never frozen these chicken fingers? That's what, yes, because that's his thing. That's well, his how thing. could you have enough supplies that you could keep it fresh enough that it would never be frozen? Um, see, that okay. You just proved my point. Imagine how complex your supply chain system has to be. To make that to make, so it's never frozen. But that's a that's what they are built on, right? And there's a difference. His target customer is willing to pay more for a chicken finger that's never been frozen. Now, is that for everybody? No. Some people want a dollar chicken finger. And that's not his target customer. But the people that value the taste and the quality of what they deliver, they're willing to pay the price point that that he wants to charge. And clearly it works. International brand now. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. So that clearly is the point of step number one, right? Or tip number one. Yeah, keep it clear. Keep it clear. So number two, create and plan small success wins along the way. Okay. Lisa Beck. I like my story. I like your story too, but let me interject real quick because I'm reading a, when I say reading, listeners, Yeah, he's listening. listening. He's not actually reading But here's what I do. When I'm listening, I've got, Audible going. We're not sponsored by Audible, but Audible, if you're willing to sponsor us, we'll no be willing kidding. to accept No kidding. Carrie certainly oh listens gosh. to enough anyway, books. So I'm listening to Audible, and I bookmark along the way, and then I get by, I think I, I get the book. I've already ordered the book. I get the book, and then I go and highlight where... Do this, you buy every book that you listen to? No. Here's my, here's my qualifier. If I went through the entire book, and I didn't bookmark it, why would I order that? There's nothing that stood out. There's nothing that jumped off the page, right? But this book, I am hammering down. Here's the point. When he talks... Wait, what's the book? Oh, I didn't say it yet? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. I need more coffee. So, um, it's called The Messy Middle. The Messy Middle. Oh, yes. Okay. And what he's talking about is you start that vision, right? You start and you get going. Man, it gets pretty ugly in the middle. Right, and a lot of people stop right before they're about to hit them. The momentum's there, and they just, they just that uncertainty. Um, it just kind of overwhelms them, and they stop. And they stop because they haven't created small wins along the way. And so you have a fabulous story. Well, I mean, I think it's a fabulous story because I think it illustrates what we're talking about when we're talking about small wins. That they do it as an organization. So. I think we've all heard about Mary Kay, the cosmetic firm, and Mary Kay Ash, the individual that started Mary Kay. You know, she started this specifically for housewives, for women who wanted to earn a little extra money. And at the point in time that she started this company, women really didn't work outside the home. It just wasn't a thing. And so she wanted to encourage women to do things for themselves. And if they wanted to earn a little extra money to be able to do that. But the way she structured Mary Kay, it is totally based on developing self-worth and confidence and esteem and who whoever works for Mary Kay, whether they be men or women. And so she created along the way 
the system, it's not just going to a different level. It's every single thing that you achieve, they celebrate that success. So it's not just the pink Cadillacs and director level rings or whatever that is, but their entire structure, their entire how Mary Kay works is structured along this premise of you have to celebrate every success. And for these women early, early on when the company was really young, it was a really big deal for them to even get their husbands to believe in them doing this project with Mary Kay. So it was critically important for them to constantly be um, reaffirming, affirming and then yeah, reaffirming yeah. Um, women. So anyway, that's my example. Well, that's right because job. the first thing you have to have is a vision of where you want to go. Right? Uh, I heard Andy Stanley say the other day, your direction will determine your destination. Oh, I like that. Right? So if you have a destination and you don't have a clear path with success marks along the way, more than likely you're going to question your direction and maybe make some turns or you'll sort of go off course. I love that. But once you set that vision, and then you, you have to establish markers along the way that you believe are achievable, which apparently she did very, very well, and then celebrate them, right? Because you're going to need that. You need that extra fuel. Think of it as a pit stop. Celebrate, extra fuel, next, right? So after you celebrate and you have a clear vision, another quality of a realistic vision is to focus on one thing at a time. Oh, yeah, yeah. and there are lots of companies that do this. Um, one that just jumps out at me is I really like the Airstream example, you know, the silver um, sort of RVs that they have. I have a, I have a friend who has, that one. has one. Oh, yeah. Loves it. I, he would he would he would not. He, he wants to sell his lake house because they go take their, their Airstream everywhere. Yeah. Well, it He's is. Like, that, that, that lake house stinks. It's fixed. It stays in one spot. Yeah. You can but the thing about Airstream is they don't have five million different types of RVs. They have in Airstream. Yeah. Now you can customize the inside and they partner with Mercedes and I mean other high end luxury um, outfitters, mm-hmm. but the basic concept of an Airstream has never changed. Airstream focuses on one thing building an Airstream. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. Number four. Deadlines. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if Mary Kay, when they bring a new recruit on, if they say they lay out a very clear path and then they say, it should take you this amount of time to get here. Do you think they do that? Oh, I would think so. My gosh, they have so much statistical data now on everyone that's ever done it. I bet they encourage them by saying, you know, 97% of all consultants do this within the first 30 days. Here are the 12 things you need to do to ensure you make this deadline or something. Yes, and if they don't do this, they probably should. Those who are our most successful achieve this by this time frame, right? Because it's, it's it, you know, we can all get a plan or get an idea or get something and then not establish a deadline. And then it just sort of... I mean, you've done the hard work. If you've, if you've, you know, the five tips from last week, you've let this idea, you've put it on paper, you've built on it, you've really 
thought about it, you've added to it, you went to a smart mentor or a friend and you've had them vet it. When, when you, when, once you've done all that and then you start to make it a reality, if you don't build deadlines for yourself, you are doing yourself a tremendous, uh, what is it? Disservice. 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 Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I didn't yeah, think it, that's I thought I might be making up a word there. But no, disservice. you did not yeah. make right. up a word. I know that seems unusual, but no, it's no, a I real do, word. I can make up a word I know. on occasion. Yeah. But the thing is that, you know, that uh, the John Lee Dumas um, thing that I work in every day. The, the Freedom um, Journal? The Freedom Journal, yeah. It's a it's a 90-day, and it's a 10-day um, sprint. It's broken down. It's everything that we talk about. It's a lot in our attic system that we use. We do it on a different scale with corporations to help them move strategy into implementation. But... For this, it's, to all right, today, what are you doing to achieve what you said you want? I mean, right? Yeah. That's what it is. Exactly. Do we have an is. example for this? Oh, yeah, FedEx. Oh, well, yeah. They built I mean, their entire kind of business of being... On a deadline. On a deadline, right? And what that, if you if you absolutely, absolutely... Positively have to have it overnight. Yeah. I mean, we remember that. You're a little bit better than me. But, you know, that's they're, they're built on deadlines. You know what? Bring it on. Deadlines. We love deadlines. We we love deadlines. That's what they say. Yeah. All right. Number five. Oh, there is clear ownership. Hmm. Clear ownership of the vision. Well, here's the thing, Lisa. As you go through these processes, more than likely you're going to, there's going to be some people involved. If you have a company, okay. If, if If you're an individual and you're a solopreneur and you're thinking about an idea, Okay, um, the accountability. It, you work on one thing, and then yeah, that that sort of. What, are we talking about accountability? Is that what we said? Ownership. Ownership. Same thing. Yeah. Okay. So at some point, when you're when you are um, doing things within your area of expertise, own that. If you're not, know when to outsource. Because owning something, well, feeling like you need to own everything is what we call an overfunctioning executive. Yes. Which is a nice way of saying dysfunctional uh, because you're, you're pretending to be um, everything to everybody. You're not really, you're not designed for that. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I was running cross country and brand new freshman, right? And I went to the cross, uh, cross country coach, coach um, his name's Coach Boudreaux. It was yeah. not. Yeah. He's, he has won like more state titles than like he's nationally recognized just and his name is coach boudreaux and he's in louisiana and i mean you you i feel like you need to stop and tell like a boudreaux joke or something but he doesn't talk like i could do that but that's not that's not coach boudreaux doesn't talk like that but he's a fabulous man great um mentor to the kids that go through the school system um but I remember I was a freshman, and that's when the um, sort of the cross trainers were starting to come out. Yeah. I was like, hey, Coach, Coach Boudreaux, I was thinking about getting the, um, the, the cross trainer, you know, um, instead of a running shoe. A running shoe. And he was like, um, so w- why, why were you thinking about buying a running shoe? And I was like, well, for cross country. And, his, and so... What makes you think that something's not designed for something that you're going to do? You're saying you want to do this, right? And it was a lesson in 
how, how good do you think a hybrid is going to be in something that you say you want to specialize in? Like, if you just want to be a hobby, if you want to run once a week, take your mall walker and go ahead and run in it. It probably won't kill you. <laughs> right? But if you, want to, if you want to be a serious runner, focus. Own that and, and, and get what you need, right? Okay. Hmm? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting example. Yeah. When she said, for those of you who are listening and can't see Lisa's face. Um, kind of glad we're not videotaping yeah, this podcast. Um, interesting, interesting means, um, you know, you can elaborate on what that means. Uh, just, you know, whatever. I just wanted to add a little. A little color? A little color to your um, eyebrow sort of. Raise? Raise, yeah. Yeah. It's more of a squint. Yeah. Which is, a raise would be better. The, a raise says, oh, that was interesting. A squint is like, fail. Anyway. I don't, I don't know that it's a fail. I just, it. I think you summed it up well. It took me a little while to get it when you started telling the story, mm-hmm. but you summed mm-hmm. it, you, you got there. You brought it home in the Okay, end. that's all well that done. matters. Well okay. done. All right. Number six. They know when to ask for help. I think this is so important. Do you want me to pick back up on the shoe example? No, I do not. <laughs> okay. We're done here's with the, the shoe example. No, here's the thing. If you, please, 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 when you go to make your vision a reality, you will burn yourself out if you try to do everything yourself. You will not get there. Know when to say when. Know who to reach out to. And do we have an example who's really good at this? I don't know if it's an example of who's really good at it, but we have an example of a company that did it, which is Health oh, South. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Health South. Bring in wow. Jay. Jay Grinney. Yeah. They needed to bring in, um, for those of you who don't know, um, Richard Scrooge, ran a company called Hell South. Um, there was $2.4 billion of fraud. They needed somebody um, to uh, really a trusted leader, leader to come back in and refocus the organization. They had a turnaround firm there in, uh, called Alvarez and Marsal, and they brought in Jay. And Jay had almost, it was, it, it was one of the hardest tasks to, to actually make that a viable. They brought in the right leader. They knew who to call. They knew when to ask for help. That company is now called Encompass Health. They shed, they were a $4 billion company, which two of the point, 2.4 of the 4 billion was not real. Right. So they, they, so, and then they shed off. So they just got back to reality. They got back to reality. They, they, um, shed off, sold off two businesses focused on their core business. I don't know how small they got, but they're back up to almost four billion of real revenue now. Oh, great wow. story. Wow, that yeah. is a great story. Great, fabulous story, yeah. Um okay, and then the last one, seven qualities of a realistic vision. The seventh quality is they measure where they are regularly. Yeah, you gotta live by metrics. Now some people can go overboard. I was on gonna metrics. say, like can you like well, let, let me, let's keep it within the road here because people, first of all, I think people measure the wrong things. Yes. I think they, you know, that's just, um, for instance, I, I'm not, there are times when financial institutions want to measure the numbers of accounts that they open in the course of a year. And when you do that, you inevitably see that the quality of the account is poor and the runoff is high. When if you would focus on the quality and the average daily balance, then you're going to end up getting more anyway. 
Does that make sense? Absolutely. And think of what you're saying. If you follow our steps in the process, you're measuring what you say you want. Yes. You're not take, creating a, a measurement in a silo. Yes. I've got a story. I was talking to a client the other day, and he was talking about uh, in his business, this, the, the they have an estimating function, and they, they go out and they estimate. Estimators are... They really want, they don't have the fully baked plan before they get need to provide an estimate. And they're going to win based on a low bid. Well, through the process, once it's won, it moves to a designer. Someone along the way created an incentive for the designer based on the number of unique designs that they come up with. Oh, wow. So now... Now you've got a designer that has an incentive to make it complex, which makes the cost go up and the pit, the bid's already set. Yeah. So the company makes less money, right? Yeah. That's the point of how not to do it. A company that does it well, measure, measures what they say they want very well, is apparently Google. Well, Google just measures everything. They measure everything we're doing, what other people are doing. They measure everything. But they were everything. specifically named in a book that I reference a lot called Measure What Matters. Mm-hmm. And, and really, that's the point. Don't measure anything. Measure what matters. And when you do that, just do it on a regular basis. Yeah, and you'll get there. Hey, listen, if you need continued confidence and encouragement in unpacking your vision, keep listening. And if you want to do it faster, give us a call. You can email us, success at Cypress Resources. We're happy to help. In about 15 minutes, we can easily tell whether or not we're a fit. Thanks for listening.